this episode. Man, is this why we moved away from Sunday No, I mornings? like these better. I don't know. It's- I do too, but like, it's almost like we need to like they just shotgun some energy drinks yeah. before we do these. They just start low energy. I had some green tea. Do you not have any energetic? Do you, do you not have any 10K this morning? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not have. I didn't have any post them either. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why Mr. I, Sleepy Jitters, I, or why Mr. <laughs> Caffeine Jitters, or whatever, is, whatever, the, whatever their dumb cartoon mascot was. That's why he's still visiting you, Ted. Ted. Mr. Sleepy Jitters. Yeah, it was like Mr. No, no, it's uh, it was Mr. Caffeine yeah. Jitters, wasn't it? I think that's what it was. But caffeine, <laughs> maybe it was just Mr. Jitters or something like that. But I know there was an anthropomorphized. <laughs> was he? An, was he an anthropomorphized coffee bean? No. What was he? I don't know. I think it was just a blob. Yeah, I think it was just a a, a blob, an amorphous, anthropomorphic blob, <laughs> meant to represent what caffeine gives you oh, that postum won't. <laughs> Welcome to No Hugging, No Learning. It's a show about one thing: watching Seinfeld for the first time. I'm Tim Murphy. I'm Ted Hollowell. And today we're oh, talking about the Pick, God. season four, episode twelve, an important episode <laughs> because this is the last one. Before you're yes. born, right? This isn't the one you were where you were born. Yes. This is the final episode. I, I'm man. Th- this requires so much more energy than I have. <laughs> oh, I'm so mad at myself. We've been building up to this for a year, and I don't have the energy right now. Actually, that's the other big milestone. This is episode 52, and we've never missed a week. That means that we've been doing this for a full year at this point. When uh, this one comes out, right? Kind of. 52 weeks. Uh, July 5th was our first episode. Oh, okay. So I, I think like once we hit that. Uh, but that'll fall in the middle of an episode cycle, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is our, you know, I don't know. Well, yeah. How did we I get? How did we get to weeks. episode fifty-two? Well, hold up. Let me because this did we skip? As, we didn't skip a week. No. Did we? As we're recording this, uh, this is going to come out on Ju- on June thirtieth. So as you're listening to this, this coming Friday is going to be our one year anniversary. Oh, okay. So actually, yeah, that, so that kind of works out. Yeah, yeah. The, it, this is our this is our one year anniversary show, I guess. Do you want to call it our one year anniversary uh, yeah, show, or, is, so. or do you want to make that next week and make it like a no, te- that, like a one year anniversary Ted is born celebration? Next week is the beginning of a new era. Okay. This is the end of a chapter end of the era. <laughs> yeah. Of, this is the end of, of an before era. Ted. Yeah. This is this is this is BT. Th- then it'll be AT. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. We'll 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 pull out all the stops next week. <laughs> I can't wait to see what you have planned. <laughs> I have nothing planned. Um, I I'm surprised that you think I have a plan. <laughs> yeah, honestly, well, you just came up with one, and I'm like, I won't be doing anything extra, so I can't wait to see what Ted does. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll get a cookie cake or something. That'll be great for the listeners. A Drake's a giant Drake's uh, coffee cake. Oh, I'll just get another box of Drake's. Maybe <laughs> yeah. I'll maybe I'll get some more. Uh, we'll celebrate with Drake's, and maybe we'll finally have Postum. Maybe I'll put an order in for some Postum finally from Amazon. <laughs> or shit, what was the. Uh, what was the seltzer and milk? What oh, was it? Oh, yeah, egg cream, Egg right? cream. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll just get some more <laughs> uh, Drake's coffee cakes and egg cream. Egg cream. And instead of chocolate, <laughs> we'll make it with postum. It'll be seltzer, milk, and postum. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, we did have a, a ton of homework from last week's episode and just a bunch of extra other stuff yeah. uh, to talk about. Yeah, let's get into it. So, first of all, we wanted to know... Uh, what is the Grossbard quote that Kramer says? He he, he yeah, says, as they're leaving, Kramer's like, "Listen to the bell, Grossbard. Yes. It tolls for thee." Okay, so for whom the bell tolls is a quotation from a work by John Donne, in which he explores the interconnected interconnectedness of humanity. Uh, so here's the full kind of quote. He mentions bells in, in this quote a lot, but he says, "Any man's death diminishes me because I am involved in mankind, and therefore never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee." So in other words, okay. when one person dies, a little bit of all of us die. 
Uh, and John Dunn, was right. a, I, I didn't look up the years, but think no photos, black and white drawing of what uh, he looks like. Yeah, that, okay. uh, that the philosopher okay. from a long time ago. I should have looked up the year, but you gotcha. know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It wouldn't all, mean anything. All, philosoph- all philosophers look the same. Yeah, like, exactly. Bald, mustache, long beard. You've seen White. Him. You've seen him. <laughs> I, I don't know if he was the long beard. I think he may have gone with the uh, goatee or the Van Dyke, you know, the mustache with the goatee yeah, combo. Okay. Yeah, okay. I think. But again... You're, we're all picturing Facial the hair. same. We're picturing the same guy. Facial hair. Uh, but by the way, Ernest Hemingway helped to make the phrase commonplace in the language when he chose to use the quotation for the title of his 1940 published book about the Spanish Civil War, for whom the bell tolls. Uh, so we also wanted to know why George says, "But you are Blanche." Yeah, what you was he are doing? Are in the shackles. That's a reference to whatever happened to Baby Jane. Of course, a very old movie where <laughs> Baby Jane Hudson okay. delivers a similar line to wheelchair-bound Blanche Hudson. So I'm guessing she says something like, "So definitely you a are very Blanche. a very new reference yeah, exactly. for, for yeah. the whole Seinfeld crew." The last movie besides Prognosis Negative that anybody saw was <laughs> from 1950, at least. Um, so I'm guessing Baby Jane Hudson says something like, "But you are Blanche. You are in that wheelchair." Okay. After Blanche says something like, "You know what I'd do if I wasn't in this wheelchair?" Uh, something like that. So lame. I did want to mention this from the last episode too I thought I recognized that flight attendant and I did it was an actor who was ubiquitous in the 1990s Jim J. Bullock are you familiar with this guy? not by name a very flamboyant as you could tell by the character he played you know you kind of got like a flamboyant vibe from him possibly but the flight attendant? yeah okay in coach yeah he was everywhere in the 90s um, in the 80s too he co-starred on the sitcom Too Close for Comfort as Monroe Ficus he later became a semi-regular on ALF which is probably where the, I saw him for the first time because okay. I loved ALF uh, and he briefly hosted a syndicated talk show with ex-televangelist Tammy Faye Messner are you familiar with her? like the uh, giant hair the overdone God, mascara I, the, the name is yeah. it, it's ringing some bell but I can't put a photo to her you were, name I can't put see, a face to her name you were four when that talk show did in 1996, <laughs> the Jim Jay and Tammy Faye show. That, that's and probably something my mom watched all the time. Yeah, yeah, I vaguely remember watching it too, and it was just kind of funny that this ex-televangelist was hosting a show with this oh, flamboyantly gay guy, and so oh. um, yeah. And he was also in the Mel Brooks movie Spaceballs as the narcoleptic Prince Valium. Wait. Oh my god! The very beginning, yes, Prince oh, Valium. Okay. Yeah. Ah. Uh, there you. I'm. I'm actually kind of surprised you've seen Spaceballs. And, I love Spaceballs. And pleasantly surprised. Yeah. yeah it's a great movie. <laughs> Uh, and he's in, uh, he plays the not quite out of the closet character in the date montage at the be- beginning of 2001's Kissing Jessica Stein, which is a great uh, little indie movie I remember seeing. Um, and from 04 to, oh, here we go, Ted. This is where, this is going to be right in your wheelhouse. <laughs> oh, God. Did you not recognize him from Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide? Wait, holy shit. <laughs> You're kidding me. What, no. what did he play? Do you know? I mean, it, it's actually the same name as a previous character that he played in uh, in his first big role on Too Close to Comfort. What was it, Mister Monroe? Oh my God, was he the home ec teacher? He was so he was one of the teachers. It just says a teacher at the fictional James K. Oh, Polk Middle School. Was God. that a live action sitcom? Yeah, it was uh, live action. Yes. So you you watched this between oh four and oh seven. You seen yes, this? Yes. <laughs> yes. You were. I was twelve in oh four. This was this right. Was, it was targeted this, towards me. This tracks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a middle school show about middle school, of course. But I, no one's I, judging you. I just knew you'd uh, no, be familiar I, I, with no, this I'm show. No, I'm not taking the judgment. Uh, I just haven't thought of Ned's, <laughs> Ned's declassified school survival guide. Yeah, yeah, that's in, right. T- in over 10 years. <laughs> yeah, 07 when it left the airwaves. Holy so, yeah. hell. And he played Mr. Monroe. So, oh, my God. Yeah, that's why. And, and I thought he looked familiar. But again, something about him looked 
muted. Like, normally he's a very animated character, but yeah. they muted him for this performance. So I just thought that was weird that they got an actor as big as he was, still in 92. Yeah, he I was, don't know. He was four years away from hosting a daytime talk show. They don't give those to everybody. So he was still... I mean, a- they kind of did for James Corden. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they, that's a nighttime... That's a, that's a night-night nighttime talk show. Daytime talk show is a different ballgame. Um, but so I'm just kind of surprised that they had an actor of his caliber and they used him in that way. It wasn't... I mean, he had a lot of lines, but... I feel like they brought him his character. Yeah. The character that he played, like, you know what you got when you cast Jim J. Bullock, and that wasn't it. They were probably <laughs> like, hey, bring it down a notch. Like, I don't know. Just, to me, it just didn't seem as I'd like to out see the, there. I'd like to see the outtakes where they're like, no, no, no. Yeah, you, yeah. you got you to gotta bring it back a little less, bit. Less. Do less of your thing. Le- less. Just yeah. be very flat. It's like, why are you yeah. paying Jim J. Bullock if you don't want Jim J. Bullock? Exactly. Get it. Now, you're just, now we're going to start a Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide Hell podcast. Hell yeah. <laughs> Ned's I am Declassified. School Survival Guide Podcast. That's the full name. Ne- uh, Ted's, Declassified Ted's Declassified Podcast <laughs> Survival Guide. Hell yeah. What, what am I going to do? We'll find something for you. I'll be the host. <laughs> yeah. um, Larry Charles, by you'll, the way. You'll be the new Ted. <laughs> yeah, because you're right. I've never seen the episode, so that, that tracks. Um, the guy whose name we couldn't think of last week was Larry Charles, the guy who comes out of the airplane bathroom before Elaine goes in. The guy we also saw in the parking garage. The guy who looks like Rick Rubin. The guy who looks yeah. like Rick Rubin. That's Larry Charles. I couldn't get Larry David's name out of my head. And I, I know we looked his name up before and yeah. just totally forgot. Yeah, we always blank yeah. on Larry Charles, the man with two first names. And I'm sure the next time we see him, we we'll will not forget. remember. I'll just call him Rick Rubin yeah. again. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm always, yeah, my, my brain just like, goes right oh, to Rick Rubin. Oh, hell, is that Rick Rubin? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and here's an interesting little bit of trivia, too, from the Wikipedia page. Jerry Seinfeld's stand-in for the show appears as the security guard, I guess, at the end of the episode. Um, I, I guess. I, I don't know which security guard he plays because huh. there's a few. There's probably one that is which one? escorting Kramer around, but then there's also the one um, when you know he comes down the baggage claim. But anyway, that guy's name is Deck McKenzie. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, I know. Deck McKenzie. Deck McKenzie. Jerry Seinfeld. That's stand-in. an action star in the <laughs> yeah. making. Wow. Because I thought I remember that security guard at the end being more blondish, and so if you're going to have a stand-in for somebody, you want him to have the same kind of hair. I yeah. imagine. So I, I don't know which guy Deck McKenzie is, but he's in there Deck somewhere. Deck McKenzie. Uh, an Easter egg if you haven't checked out the show yet. Um, and and let me see. Oh, we, I wanted to do some age math on Mike O'Malley, find out when he was, uh, well, how old he was when he started hosting Guts. Guts. Oh, okay. Guts started in 1992. Okay. So we're in 19, the year 1992 right now. And he was 26. He was only 26. Yeah, wow. I can't believe that. He always just seemed so old wow. when I was me, watching him. You know, I, I, I mean, I was 11. Mike O'Malley is another guy where I only ever picture him yeah. like being bald yep. and wearing like a me baseball too. cap and, and like, a, even, yeah. like a gross flannel shirt. Let me let me see. And I didn't even really watch Yes, Dear that, that much. And so, but that's still, when I picture him hosting Guts, I'm like, I see a bald guy. Uh, yeah, like this. Like this is how I picture him: like baseball yep, cap, flannel, yep. fedora, ma- ma- maybe a fishing vest or something. It's a fancy. Let me see if I can uh, pull up what he looked like in. Oh my god, he had a head full of hair. Let me see. Let me see. Holy hell! <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! And there he is with Mo. Yeah. yeah now I kind of remember his like wow. those like tiny little curls. Yeah. Kind of. Oh man, but you can definitely tell. Oh, that hair is not gonna last. Let me look long. at him again, knowing that he's twenty six. <laughs> he d- he's definitely wow, gone. Yeah. Mike O'Malley was my age whenever yeah. he was hosting Guts. He was already hosting Guts. And what have you done, Ted? I don't know. I <laughs> got this stupid podcast watching Seinfeld for the yeah, first time. Yeah, wasting your life on this. Uh, yeah, but I mean, he seemed so old when I was watching. When I was, a, but you know, when I was eleven to. 
12, 13 when I was watching Guts and... 26 is old. That's oh, double he, my age. Here's a nice side-by-side side of him on Guts and him as Jimmy from yesteryear. Oh, wow. He looks like Tom Hanks. When, oh, I, my God. Now yeah, I remember, kind of. you just showed me that picture, he's got Tom Hanks hair. Yeah. When he did have hair, it was... But even look at that picture, you can see the male pattern baldness already kind of starting. He's got the double horseshoe kind of going on with that widow's peak. <laughs> um, yeah, like I said, you, when, you see his, uh, when you see his headshot... Uh, from when he was hosting Guts, you know, like that hair is not lasting long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, oh, he seemed man. so old when I was host when I was hosting when I was uh, thirteen and watching that show, or however old it was. Uh, but he was twenty six <laughs> when it, doing age math on people always trips me out. I'm like, wow, because you feel like whatever age they are now, that's what age they were when they were doing everything in their career that you were familiar with. Yes. you know, like when you think of Bob Dylan, oh, I think of Bob God. Dylan, I think of like a seventy year old man, and so when I hear. <laughs> When I hear the times they are a change, and I'm like, oh, he was 70 when he did that. <laughs> like, no, he was like in his 20s probably. I don't know what the, what it is, but doing age math is so weird. Like Bill Murray. I think of Bill Murray today, and when I think of him on SNL or Ghostbusters or whatever, I'm like, yeah, he's always been that age. Yeah, exactly. But no, he no, was like no, no, in no. his 30s or something and doing a mi- – I'm like, that's, that's probably why I don't do it. It is so depressing. Like what you just said, like, oh, Mike O'Malley was hosting Nickelodeon's tentpole game show when he was my age. You know? Yeah, <laughs> so that, it gets a little depressing. Man. And you're like, oh, you know, Bob I, was, Dylan- I was really hoping he was like 30. Now I'm, <laughs> yeah, it's all downward spiral oh, here because I'm not I... hosting Guts right now. <laughs> the reboot of Guts, I'm the sure, re- is yeah. On the why, way. why has there not been a reboot of Guts? They rebooted yeah. Double Dare with Liza Koshy. Right, right. Why can't they reboot Guts? I agree with you. Why hey, can't they reboot Nickelodeon? Guts? Hire me to host Guts. Why can't they reboot? You won't. Nick Arcade. Nick Arcade is the perfect time to be rebooted. Esports are huge right now. They're actually legit. So yeah. When Nick Arcade was on, video games were not a thing. And now you could actually do... Did you ever watch Nick Arcade? Like once or twice. The last level was like kids having to go through a... Vi- they put them inside a video game. But what the video game was was a green screen. <laughs> and then you had to like touch these things. It was like doing the weather. Because uh-huh. you can't see what you're touching. You're looking yeah. at a monitor. And so all the kids sucked ass at it. Like they all <laughs> sucked. And as a kid, you're watching it. You're going like... Touch the bird! But, but then as an adult, you go, oh, they weren't looking at anything. Yeah, they, they, they were flailing around the bird, in an yeah. empty room. Yeah. Uh, and so, but uh, that's why all the kids suck it. But now, if you did Nick Arcade, the last level could literally be a virtual reality thing. You put a helmet on and you go through the, like, you could be in a video game. Now's the time to do Nick Arcade. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, Man. it's apropos of nothing. Yeah, I'm but, surprised there's, there hasn't been any reboot of Nick Arcade or Guts. Yeah, they've got yeah. a lot of game shows in the, that used to work wake, back in the day. Wake they up, could, Nickelodeon. Come on. And oh, reopen Nickelodeon Studios too. Well, Take it back from. Well, if if I'm legitimately gonna try and get hired by Nickelodeon, let's let's like stop like giving them shit. <laughs> no, we're giving them ideas. <laughs> oh, okay, to, yeah, yeah. I'll we're, host we're, Nick give, we're giving them ideas. Yeah, yeah. You can host the arcade. You I'll can host, host Nick, Nick arcade. arcade. I'll host Guts. And then when the kids suck, I'll go, man, you sucked ass at that. You really. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of edgy new host that Nickelodeon needs. <laughs> well, you really sucked ass. Let's go to the next round. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. What's up next? <laughs> what what other? Even when they were playing real video games, the kids sucked. I'm like, where do they get these kids who can't yeah. play video games? They find the only kids in America that aren't playing Nintendo 24 hours a day. It was absolutely crazy. <laughs> um, so, all right, I think that's it. Let me just make sure, because I wrote down a lot of stuff. Some of it has to do with this episode. No, we're good. We're we good? are good. Uh, let's get into things. Uh, if you've never listened to us before, uh, we are not a research-heavy podcast. 
Uh, I'm watching these episodes for the first time ever. I feel like I'm skipping over something, no, but that's we'll, it. we'll get into it in a second. Uh, Tim's watching these episodes for the first time in chronological order after being a lifelong fan for years. If we miss something, if we egregiously skip over something, please send us an email, send us a tweet, nohuggingnolearningshow at gmail.com and at nohugging. If you like what you hear, give us a five-star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts and we will send you a No Hugging, No Learning sticker. That being said, season four, episode 12, The Pick, Elaine sends out a revealing photo of herself in Christmas cards is what you would see if you're looking in TV Guide the night of December 16th, 1992. The reason I did that out of order uh-huh. today is because December 16th, 19, uh, December 16th, 1992, I was negative four days Oh my gosh, old. wow. Your parents were just sitting at home. I'm just sitting at your home. Mom. My mom's like, get this kid <laughs> yeah. out of me. Like, and, and your dad's like, oh, maybe an episode of Seinfeld will calm everybody <laughs> down. Let's watch the pick. Grace and I have a friend who is in that boat right now. She is like beyond yeah. nine months yeah, pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just like, I want this kid out of me. And hopefully by the time this comes out, they'll, they'll have a baby boy. There we go. All right. <laughs> Can't wait to hear his podcast. Um, we start with a, I don't know, we start with a stand-up bit as usual, and this is about modeling and how the big deal about modeling, as, as Seinfeld, as Jerry says, anybody can design a shirt. It takes uh, getting all the, those beautiful women in one spot. That's the real skill. That's the reason. <laughs> that's the only reason anybody, I yeah, guess, does yeah, that. Yeah, because uh, fashion shows are actually counterproductive to the fashion industry, yeah. is what he says. Yeah, uh, because they're, they're not looking at the clothes. They're just looking at the women. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You, yeah, you want a model with striking features. Even some models that you would say are not conventionally attractive just have, like, striking features. You're like, wow. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's not really what. <laughs> <laughs> Even society would say is a beautiful woman, but she's striking, you know, so that, that takes a lot of the attention away. And I liked the little physical bit he did with the walk. I thought I was going to hate this when I was like, here we go. I, you know, you'd see him ramping up to like in the walk. What's the deal with the walk models do? And he's like, it's like they're going, it's like they're going somewhere in a hurry. And he really did a good job at yeah, it. Yeah, actually. that's why, because he nailed the physical aspect of it. I, I'd like to see uh, Tyra Banks critique Jerry yeah, Seinfeld's yeah. Uh, run, here, runway actually. walk. Because yeah, he, he really nailed the walk. And then he's like, and then you get to the end and they go, all right, I'll oh, just go I, back. I, yeah. I forgot something. Yeah. I'll just go back. I'll just turn around. And, and like, they're, the- they're walking somewhere with purpose, and they're like, yeah. oh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll just go back. Uh, so I really did like that, and I guess it's because he nailed the physical bit so well. If he didn't do that, it, it would have sucked, definitely. <laughs> uh, so we open in George uh, Jerry's apartment. George is there lamenting the loss of Susan, yeah, breaking just moping. up. Yeah. Uh, about, you know, I'll never find anyone as good as her. Um, Elaine chimes in from the bathroom with echoing what a sentiment that Jerry has. You were miserable when you were with her. Um, and Jerry basically is ignoring George, just walking around the apartment, uh, you know, just uh, d- being depressed and wishing he had Susan back and stuff like that. Until George says, I guess I'm going to be alone in my dirty, filthy apartment, watching basketball games and wearing no underwear because uh, I, I don't feel like too lazy to do laundry or something like that. And Jerry goes, you don't? wear underwear when you do like what do you do when you're when you're out of underwear he's like i do a wash yeah i I wanted to bring this up like where does the term do a wash or do a laundry come from what's do a laundry he says that right before do a wash oh yeah oh oh i I guess i I don't know i say do a load i do a load of clothes (laughs) yeah i i just say i i I need to go wash 
like wash laundry yeah. or do I my do laundry. Wash. I guess yeah. if you only have to like doing your laundry. Yeah. When I say I'm going to do my laundry, I do everything. Yeah. If I'm just going to do a wash, I need socks. I need underwear. I do. I'm going to. I'm going to do. I just, okay. I'm washing a lot of stuff just to get one thing out of it. You know. But I'm like, but you can't wash. You can't okay. wash one pair of socks. But yeah, have you ever, you ever just do a load of laundry? Just one load, and you're like, that's all I need. Uh, now I'm. Now I'm done. No, I'm not gonna I, do. I just I wash everything that it, I I wash it. everything. Yeah. Uh, but Grace hates doing laundry, ah. and all of her clothes are scattered everywhere uh she's not gonna listen to this she doesn't care uh she's got a floor drobe exactly uh but anytime like she needs stuff washed she'll just like put it with mine because she knows i'm going to do laundry yeah so she'll give me like a couple shirts a pair of pants yeah yeah and like an apron for work that's her version of that, doing a wash that's it yeah. <laughs> yeah she just gives it to me but i've never heard do a laundry i've never heard that i think ever. he said yeah. that right before do a wash maybe maybe i'm just mistaken yeah I, I could be um and then oh by the way i gotta point out here George is wearing some sweet Nikes that if anybody has a line on, did you notice his shoes? <laughs> I didn't know. Oh, I could not stop staring at them. They're friggin' like <laughs> awesome. Oh my gosh. They're like, probably in the 90s they were new, but now they look retro. I mean, they just yeah. got that classic 90s look. Oh like man. Running, like just Nike, just regular Nike running shoes. And I'm like, I want a pair of those so bad. They look so friggin' sweet. <laughs> and if that's Normcore, sign me up because I want some sweet retro Nikes like that. Um, and so, but Jerry says, yeah, when you were with her, you couldn't stand her. Uh, and George, you know, thinks that sentiment is, is absolutely crazy. But um, Jerry suggests some professional help that he goes to see Elaine's therapist friend. Um, and then Jerry, in the meantime, Elaine comes out of the bathroom and notices that uh, Jerry got a Christmas card from Tia. Mm-hmm. That's the and, model. And they're going out Saturday. They're going out Saturday. Elaine is going out with Fred, the religious guy. <laughs> That uh, she met, and well, that Jerry says, "You mean the religious guy?" And she's like, "He's not that religious." And Jerry goes, "Let us pray," which I thought was hilarious. And and it, it like was so kind I'm, of a, I'm guessing Jerry's met him before, obviously. Well, either that or Elaine has told him told him about it. Uh, you know, okay, he's like, yeah. "Oh, you mean the religious guy?" Because yeah, it works. seems like she might have mentioned that he might have harped started harping on. But I like when he goes, "Let us pray," and she goes, "Oh," she like makes a face like a dumb <laughs> cheesy, "Oh, hardy har har," you know. Uh, but I thought it was a funny line. And uh, Kramer enters, uh, meanwhile, to applause. He gets an applause break here when he comes in. He wants some double crunch, which I'm guessing was a cereal that yeah, was from I, I the 1990s. I, I, I don't remember. And, I, <laughs> yeah. and I, I fancy myself a cereal connoisseur. Yeah, I've never heard of it. And I was eating. I, I was in my cereal heyday in Yeah, really? So I don't remember double crunch, but maybe we have to look it up. Um, and George... Uh, you know, ask Kramer what he should do about Susan, and Kramer says to ask the little man, and the little <laughs> man always knows what to do. What does the little man inside you say? And George says, my little man is an idiot. Uh, Elaine, meanwhile, says that she likes Tia's Christmas cards because they have her picture on them. She's like, I, I don't do that, um, which is a crazy thing to say these days because if I get a Christmas card without a photo on it, I'm like, yeah, it's, what it, was the point of it's this? It's so weird. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, all, oh, you want, you just wanted to wish me sentiment? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I got to open this and read, like, <laughs> Merry Christmas to one and all, whatever, and, like, you signed it? Like, yeah, why did you so do weird. that? You Nick- go to Snapfish or wherever, not a sponsor. <laughs> you go somewhere, and you... Uh, I get. I, that's what I like about Christmas cards, getting all the ones... With pictures for my friends, I'm like, oh look at that! They got another kid, or there's, uh, you know, there's, there's another the, dog. Yeah, they went oh, on a vacation. Oh look, they moved. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I like. There's like 12 pictures. <laughs> Here's them celebrating Christmas in August. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we, um, we put like five pictures at least on ours. Maybe, really? maybe like four or five. You, you guys yeah. do the collage? Yeah, yeah. We'll do, like there's a picture of all of us together. There's a picture of Declan, a picture of Colleen, a picture of Declan and Colleen together. Um, yeah, there's there's tons of pictures <laughs> on, and that's what I like. I like getting ones now that have pictures on. 
on them. So do you guys do Christmas cards yet? We don't. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's just a married thing. <laughs> could be, could be. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe it will be for us. Maybe we'll do it this year because yeah. we'll be married by Definitely. the time Christmas rolls around. Actually, yeah, that'd be a that'd be a really good. Yeah. Really good excuse to start, wouldn't it be? Yeah, yeah, think, yeah, definitely. But you get Christmas cards from people, and they're they're the same ones that I'm talking about. Like, well, just not even an open card, like a postcard that probably comes in an envelope. Y- y- kind of. Yeah. I, my dad gets more of those. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, like, uh, my, my family, like my extended family, doesn't send me anything. Yeah, no. yeah. So it, it seems to me like what I'm gathering from this is I can't, I don't know how long Sarah and I have been doing this, but. It seems to be something you grow out of, or you, you grow into, I guess. Because mm-hmm. it's not like you sent Christmas cards when you were a kid, but your family probably did. Like, yeah. oh, here's all of us. Uh, and then when you get older, you're like, well, I'm not sending Christmas cards. Like, Merry Christmas from Ted. <laughs> <laughs> but then as you get older, you're like, oh, let's establish ourselves with a Christmas card, it sounds like. You I, know, guess, I, I don't yeah. know how long Sarah and I have been doing this, but I know we've been getting them for you know, a long time, five or six years, maybe, let's say, maybe even more than that from yeah. friends who settled a little bit earlier than yeah. us. Well, I know, like, we're we're right now in the process of hunting down addresses for wedding invitations, mm-hmm. so we might yes. we might just use those addresses for Christmas cards. Sarah uses the same printout that we had <laughs> for our wedding 10 for years real? ago oh my to God. send out Christmas cards. Yeah, That's so incredible. save that. It wow. is invaluable. Yeah. We have a file Never we even get thought it out, of that. and it's a tattered white piece of printer paper and it's like <laughs> and we use that same and she'll like cross out addresses that we got back, you know, that, that were returned to sender and like well they don't live there anymore or whatever and she'll write new ones or get, you know, she'll get the um, forwarding address from the strip and just just like paste it on the piece of paper so it's got those big yellow postal strips that say here's the new forwarding address or whatever. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah. So we, we use the exact same one and that's invaluable <laughs> and like for instance if you want to send stuff to your relatives like well my mom and dad and her mom and dad had my aunt and uncle's addresses and stuff like that and so those addresses from the wedding that was you know we used her list my mom's list whatever you know it was, it yeah. was just that's that's invaluable information so save <laughs> All of those. I'm glad I was able to have this conversation with you. Save all of those. Um, and so, but Elaine's like, you know, I'd, I would love to put my picture on a Christmas card. And Kramer volunteers to take her picture. And Jerry sort of is like, oh, yeah, he's legit. He's got all the equipment over there. Yeah. Definitely get Kramer to take your picture. Yeah. yeah. Do you notice, like, how weird this camera angle was for Jerry saying, like, yeah, yeah, he's, he's good with the camera. Was it from the window towards him? Yeah. It was, yeah. like, it was like from, from the, it was kind of like. the couch and the window. I wouldn't even say, like, from the window. It was more like from that bookcase yeah. like where, where he has like all his like movies and stuff yeah oh okay okay but, but it was like more not quite bird's eye but it was uh angled down almost from that shelf yeah and you can definitely see the kitchen in the back huh. it's just something we haven't seen before yeah yeah maybe it was coverage and because he does sort of legitimize because there's no reason for her to go with kramer until jerry speaks for him yeah you know what i mean like it would be weird as an audience you think, you think why they, did she let him take the picture in the first place yeah, you think they filmed this afterward yeah maybe they were like we need some we need another line here and so they couldn't get everybody else they just had jerry and so we're like well how are we going to get a shot of just <laughs> jerry knowing george is on the couch elaine's right there kramer's over there we're gonna have to shoot it from this angle so it doesn't Man. so people don't notice that kramer disappeared for a second or something that's just my hypothesis now i gotta go back and look at this see <laughs> yeah. see if like you can it's, see anyone yeah. else in this if it, it if there is there might if, if it's just like a shirt then it may be a stand in maybe Kramer's stand in or something oh like my that God, yeah, yeah yeah or or crap what was Jerry's stand in Deck Deck McKenzie. Deck McKenzie or McKenna? McKenzie. McKenzie? Deck McKenzie. Deck McKenzie. I like McKenna, though. Deck McKenna, but we can't change his name. (laughs) Uh, So, and then George, uh, so uh, Lane agrees and goes with Kramer, and George, meanwhile, Jerry goes back to reading his paper and eating his cereal, and George starts singing, (laughs) Hey, 
If you happen to see the most beautiful girl. <laughs> and this, I know, is a song from, once again, the 1950s, probably. Uh, I don't know what it is, but... Uh, uh, it's just some song about being sad. Yeah. And the be- most beautiful girl who walked mopey. out on me. Yeah. yeah, about wanting a woman back, you know. Uh, and, but it's, I, I do know it's a very old song. And Jerry kicks him out yeah, because yeah. he's just being annoying. <laughs> yeah. and Because when, when he gets to the end of a chorus or a verse, <laughs> and then he goes, hey! Once again, and jo- Jerry goes, oh, okay. Now that he knows he's going to continue singing the song. I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Uh, so it's Saturday night. Uh, fade to Jerry's apartment on Saturday night. As we know, he had a date with Tia. And they're uh, just sort of looking around Jerry's apartment. And he notices that Tia smells like the beach. And she says, oh, it's this new perfume that uh, I am advertising for Calvin Klein. Ooh. And Calvin Klein stole Kramer's idea, apparently, because he had that <laughs> idea way back when. Man, do we know, like, do you remember what episode that was? I should remember. I definitely should. And it's whatever. Okay. <laughs> um, but so, and then he hears, he's like, oh no, Kramer. And he hears Kramer get home. And I love this. Like, right as he goes to try to lock the door, Kramer opens it right at that second. And they have, they like having a push match back and forth. So, and also just like Kramer comes home, opens his doors, opens his door, throws his keys, keys down. Closes his door and immediately comes right over to over Jerry's. Jerry's. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't want to spend any time at his place. Um, but so it, Kramer enters. He uh, sees that Jerry has a girl in there and makes his perv face. <laughs> uh, and so he just needs to borrow Jerry's dustbuster, which is weird. I guess he walked into his apartment and was like, Ugh. "Oh, look at this place needs dust busting." <laughs> So he goes to borrow Jerry's dustbuster. Jerry lets him in and makes sure he stays in the kitchen while Tia is over by the computer and the window. And uh, then he comes. And when he comes back, Kramer wants to see how tall he is. She says he's five ten. He's like, "Let's go back to back." And so he gets really close. Uh, and then, but close enough before Jerry comes back that the smell has transferred and and is moved into Kramer's area. And Kramer goes, "What's that smell?" And I like Jerry dust busting the smell. What smell? Yeah, like dust busting, dust busting Tia. towards Tia. Yeah. yeah, dust busting Tia's area, and uh, yeah, and then Kramer leaves. But then it hits him. And th- when, this yeah. was incredible. Grace and I both laughed like out loud yeah. for like ten seconds. But yeah, Kramer just leaves. You hear his door, and you just hear him go, "The beach." <laughs> yeah, and does he run back in? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so he runs back in, and they they stole his idea. Um, and then so uh, cut to. Uh, Dana Foley's office, that's an Elaine's <laughs> therapist friend, as we learned earlier. And this scene, to me, looking back, is entirely unnecessary. This doesn't add anything, unless Dana's going to pop up again, which she might. That's happened this, you know, um, and we were just laying the groundwork for it. But um, George starts explaining why he's there. You know, I'm really depressed because mm-hmm. my girlfriend left or whatever. And But then his he's trying to take his jacket off, and the zipper <laughs> it, is stuck. Yeah, he can't focus on anything yeah. but this zipper. Yeah. Because it, it's caught on his shirt, I'm guessing. <laughs> uh, and uh, the, the therapist tries to like pull him back into yeah into what's into, your girlfriend's name and yeah. he's like oh i i yeah she and oh, susan I mean, yeah. susan yeah, yeah he he does get her name out uh but then he's like but this zipper it's, it's a brand just new so jacket. frustrating it's so frustrating yeah and he just like pulls the jacket <laughs> over his head and he's like yeah <laughs> it won't come off yeah i mean i can understand you know if you're gonna be there for an hour talking to a therapist you don't want to have your jacket on like geez that is gonna be uncomfortable and distracting um but so in the apartment 
Uh, Elaine, uh, we find out she's volunteering with this guy, Fred. Um, and Jerry's like, oh, this is what I love about the Christmas season. You know, other people helping other people that aren't me. You know, because uh, Jerry, we know, is not going to volunteer for anything. But, no. but he, no. he likes that other people are out there doing it. Exactly. Um, meanwhile, Elaine's Christmas card arrives. A Christmas card from Lainey. I like the way Jerry says that. <laughs> and Jerry's examining it. Uh, Elaine's hanging out over in the kitchen. And he's like, well, is that a... I think that's a nipple. <laughs> Um, and Elaine, it is a nipple. Yeah, Elaine starts panicking. Yeah, Elaine comes over. She's like, oh my God, that's my nipple. My nipple's exposed. <laughs> uh, and she's handed to hundreds of people. Parents, her <laughs> boss, her nana and papa, um, <laughs> and her 10-year-old nephew, Father Father Chelios, Fred. She's sent it to Fred. Uh, Kramer, in the meantime, in between this list of people that she's going through in, in her head, like who she sent this to, uh, Kramer comes in. And I, this was a great take, too, where he's like, um, Jerry goes, look at this Christmas card. He's like, oh, yeah, I see it. There you go. I saw, I, I, I you know, why would I need this Christmas card? I, I took the picture. Of course I saw yeah. it. And he looks at it and he goes, what do you see? He's like, what do you see right there? That's a nipple. And he doesn't react. <laughs> it takes him a second. He goes, oh, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. Well, that's a nipple. And, uh, oh, um, and so, so Jerry saw it. Kramer saw it. Elaine saw it. Maybe no one saw it. Let's bring Newman in. <laughs> so. They bring Newman in for, I think, 13 <laughs> seconds. And, and, and he yeah. notices her nipple immediately. Yeah, yeah. look instantly. at this Christmas card. What yes. do you see? That's a nipple. <laughs> he's like, thank you. Get out of here. Uh, he's like, all right, see you later. <laughs> Jerry and George, or Jerry and Kramer are trying to, like, make her feel better. Yeah. So they're just, like, flashing yeah. her. Like, Jerry it's has his nipple. shirt up. Kramer has his shirt up. Yeah. Um, but Jerry calls a nipple a round, brown, circular protuberance. Yeah. What's what the hell? Deal? Yeah. And uh, this is, uh, I'm glad that we had all of these like right together in one scene or well two scenes i guess but i wanted to ask like what do you want the cover art for this episode to be because (laughs) it's either gonna be george with his jacket over his head trying to pull it off uh newman looking at the card and just saying that's a nipple Uh or jerry and kramer both flashing a lane i think they're all incredible i know they're all incredible still i'll tell you the order that i like them in flashing newman jacket i i was thinking newman flashing jacket yeah but it's close but i could be persuaded to the flashing i could be too i could be persuaded to put newman (laughs) in yeah i I, it's one and two are so close it's almost negligible (laughs) it's a photo finish um, but yeah, it, it, it so it, it's up to you, but the jacket to me, the only reason I don't like the jacket, I mean, it's funny, but it has, it has nothing, nothing to, to do with, with anything. Other, yeah. This yeah. could have yeah, been lost. Right. Unless Dana Foley comes back up and I'll eat my words, but I don't remember her. But uh, <laughs> I really, yeah, I really looking back, I'm like, gosh, I didn't need any of that jacket stuff with Dana Foley. Um, so, but Dana, meanwhile, now after they get, after everybody's got them. Uh, Dana's now helping with the zipper. <laughs> she, she, I, I think she's got her foot up on yeah. the couch, try, <laughs> yeah. trying to like get some leverage to pull his jacket off. Yeah, yeah, or, or pull the zipper down at least. Yeah, and she's getting just as frustrated. And it's like you've got your sweatshirt in there. What in the world? Yeah, and they've used the whole time he's the whole on hour his, yeah, yeah on his jacket and so george gets up and his mom by the way is going to be paying for the therapist which goes back to the contest where yeah. yeah his mom wanted him to see a therapist anyway it didn't happen to be for the reason that his mom wanted to but he's but he saw his a mom, therapist yeah but he pay, saw a therapist to pay for a therapist um and then george spots elaine's card oh look at this elaine sent a christmas card and, and just and pauses yeah he he starts to put it back but then he brings it back over and sees it the nipple <laughs> yeah immediately um in Jerry's car, uh, Jerry's sitting in his car, we're now looking, just uh, driving somewhere, and he's scratching his nose, and he, then he looks over and sees Tia in the cab next to him, by chance, and she thinks that he is picking his nose. 
Uh, Which and then you've done this before, haven't you? I've, what? I've done this all the time, like like scratching your nose and and like from the side. Oh yeah, it, it looks like you're picking your nose. Right, or right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I've also picked my nose at a red light before That's too. True. That's true. <laughs> so guilty. Um, yeah, but but in Jerry's defense, it was not a pick. Uh, I mean, exactly. He does get the thumb in there though, and we can talk about this later. He's scratching the side. He does get the thumb on the yeah. outside of the nostril at and one that, point. That's where you got to be careful. You yeah. got to be careful of getting your thumb in there. But Cause, that's like, not because it, it can quickly change from from like an from an itch yeah or to right to a then the seesaw there. yeah then the seesaw tips the other way and your <laughs> thumb becomes the longer of yes. the two protuberances let's say <laughs> uh and yeah so but when jerry was like scratching the outside of his nose it was like just one finger it's the classic like stick my finger up my nose like, finger look yeah. <laughs> yeah and it looks like that from her angle but she pulls off before you can say no no pick. <laughs> So then, cut to a commercial break. We come back in Jerry's apartment. Tia won't return his calls. George, meanwhile, <laughs> I, I like I like George's bit here. He's like, "Was it a pick yeah. or, or a scratch?" Yeah. Look, it's me. Hey, you you can tell me. You don't have to lie to your old pal George. <laughs> yeah, just let me know, and then I can help me help you. You know, yeah. by, by telling me the truth. You know, <laughs> and he, he asks, uh, "Was there any nostril <laughs> penetration?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there may have been. Some incidental nostril penetration or something like that. It's, it's very interesting there. Uh, and he's like, what is, is there a commandment? Thou shalt not pick. And George says, I guarantee you Moses was a picker. And I loved where they went with this. At like 40 years walking around the desert, all that dry air. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Mo- Moses was definitely a picker. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, but then Jerry's like, if you saw a woman doing that that you were dating, would you stay with her? Well, you know, He's like, oh, of course not. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so another great double standard from the great George Costanza. Elaine, meanwhile, comes in. The card, the, the Christmas card is hanging up all over her office. People are calling her Nip. She's being sexually harassed, it sounds like, in a very... Yeah. In a very real way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this would not fly in the Me Too era. Like, this would be shut down. But she can't... And I'm like... And I'm thinking right now, even like, why doesn't Elaine go to her superiors and go, oh, 1992, of course. I forgot. Yeah. You're allowed to call a woman Nip and hang her up a <laughs> picture of her exposing herself that was a mistake in your office. Yeah. Because it's 1992. Yeah. Especially if it's meant to dehumanize yes. and humiliate her. Oh, yeah, and humiliate her. <laughs> by all means. Uh, yeah. So I was, I was almost confused by that. I was like, why doesn't she? Oh, right. She's got about 20 years, maybe more. Um, so yeah, 20 years would be 2012, uh, b- right? About, so about 25 years 25 before. Years, let's say. B- before. Uh, Give or take. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, so George, meanwhile, uh, comes back into the room, and he didn't get a Christmas card. He wants a Christmas card. Everybody gets a Christmas card except for him. And this is a great moment. Elaine goes, you want a Christmas card? Here! And grabs George's head and pulls it into her chest for like a good, you know, two or three seconds. She's just like, here's your Christmas yeah. card! Yeah. Rubs it, you know, it's, it's forcible motorboating on Elaine, and then shoves him, and his glasses are disheveled, his hair is everywhere. It's hilarious. Like, and he's shocked. All of his hair is yeah. sticking outward. Yeah, it's a great, he, and he's like, a deer in headlights. He's like, what? What, what just yeah, happened? What just yeah, happened? Um, I should have enjoyed that, you know, but I, I don't know whether I did or not. Yeah, he's very <laughs> shocked. Uh, Kramer comes in again. He wants more double crunch. Uh, <laughs> the, the same thing. He's like, you got any double crunch? Yeah. He's like, you just had yeah, some yesterday. Did you eat all of it? <laughs> if you didn't, he's still got is. some double crunch. So over, he goes into the kitchen, and, and Elaine is there, and he starts sniffing around Elaine, and he's like, what's that perfume you're wearing? And he says, <laughs> the ocean by Calvin Klein. Uh, and he's like, they stole my idea, Jerry. You got to get me yeah, into Yeah, just Calvin breaks Klein. down again. Yeah. Um, and he's like, call. And in the meantime, he's like, call Tia's agency. Maybe she's out of town, and that's why she wasn't returning your phone calls. Uh, and so, George, meanwhile, <laughs> I love this. So, Jerry goes to call the agency, and George is examining 
Elaine's Christmas card in the yeah. background. She's, she snatches it away. Yeah, from him. <laughs> so funny. really good, like hidden bit. Yeah. because th- this wasn't the focus. No, currently. no, just it, funny... it was Jerry on the phone, but they're just <laughs> in the background, just hamming it up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Uh, it reminds me of something that would happen in like the Naked Gun or Airplane or something <laughs> like that. Um, and so, meanwhile, he calls and asks uh, uh, for. He's like, "I'm trying to reach Tia Van Camp." We learned her last name. Ooh, yeah, uh, that's right, Tia Van Camp. And uh, is you know she do you know if she's in town? And he goes, "Oh, really?" And when he hangs up, he tells Kramer. Tia's at Calvin Klein right now. And Kramer goes, let's go. <laughs> uh, so we cut to Monks, meanwhile, and George is there with Susan, begging to take her back. Yeah, and Susan looks like she's been on some hard times. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just, just the way, just the way she they did... She is unemployed, apparently. That's true. Just yeah. the way they did her makeup for this scene, it's yeah. like, wow, they, they, they did really well at making her look like sad yeah. and down in the dumps right like someone j- trying to keep it together exactly someone yeah. someone trying to keep it together but it's definitely like seeping out through the cracks <laughs> yeah 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 um and he so she's like people don't change and he says what do you mean people don't change I, last week i had a soft boiled egg <laughs> so he equates that with major change in character trying a soft boiled egg for the first time I was dipping toast in there. I was loving it. What is a soft boiled egg? Oh, I do love soft. So soft boiled eggs are like a hard boiled egg. Okay. So the just white not egg, cooked all the way. Right. So oh but, god. But the yolk is cooked enough, like you would. You know, if you get. Have you ever had eggs over easy? Yeah. It's is, like that. It's just that. Except the egg is complete. Oh. Okay. And so you open the yolk, and it's not raw, but okay. it's soupy still. Oh, Ooh. it's so delicious. It, okay. It's big. I, I had them over in Germany. They like they'll serve them with every breakfast over there. They come in like a little. They come in a little stand, and they're special scissors that you can use to like cut the top that that are circle and then when you when you do the scissor motion all these teeth come out and perforate the top of the egg so what? you can take it off yeah oh that's and then so you just cool. go in there with a spoon and you just dig out all the delicious gooiness yeah it keeps all the yolk in one place so you can enjoy it there's no yolk that is gone to waste oh my yeah. god it's a dipping sauce of yolk what? It is. Yeah, yeah. Oh my it, god, it's I the need dipping to try sauce this. inside the egg itself, and you get to enjoy the whole thing. I think Grace and I lose. are going to brunch after this. Maybe I'll see if they can do a do soft boiled egg. egg. They're going to yeah. look at me like I'm crazy because it's Erie, Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. They might do it. They might do it. <laughs> um, but uh, but then she, I like this line too. She's like, I'm not a soft boiled egg. And he's like, and I'm not a piece of toast. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it should be deep, but it's not, you know? Uh, like she had a good point. But he, he did not. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, but before he, I, I totally forgot about this. Before he gets to the soft boiled <laughs> yeah. egg, uh, she's saying, "I need someone who's more stable." And he's like, "Look at me, I'm like a rock. You can put my glasses on a rock, and people will walk down the street and go, Cassandra. <laughs> yeah. You take my glasses off, I look like a rock. You put my glasses on a yeah, rock, yeah. people think it's me. Yeah. Um, but then she's like, "We have nothing in common." And he was like, "You think? I don't know why he jumped right to Louis Pasteur. Do you think Louis Pasteur had anything in common with his wife?" Uh, they were. He was always out in the barn with the cows and the milk, <laughs> and she's in the house uh, killing cockroaches with boots on both her hands. And she's like, "Why were there cockroaches in the house?" She's like, there was a lot of cake lying around from all the milk that was <laughs> they had to use. <laughs> yeah, but, but George, George he's invented a home life for this scientist from the 1800s. It's just the weirdest thing. George gives the worst example yeah. possible. But it works somehow, yeah, I yeah. guess. And she believes him that that's what yeah. Louis Pasteur's home life was like. And I guarantee you it wasn't. <laughs> and she believes him yeah. that he has changed. She believes yeah. him that he's going to be different. Right. They didn't have anything in common, but they made it work. And so when he says <laughs> that, he puts his hand out and she grabs it. And so yeah. I guess that's it. It, it was a very, very sweet moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was, he played his case very well. Yeah. yeah. But we, we cut to Calvin Klein in Trump in Tower. In Trump Tower, which I think is where that first meeting was. Oh, I remember 
Hang on. I just remembered. <laughs> it was, there's no way I'm going to be able to find it, but it was the Tim intervention. Is, Tim is furiously flipping, I'm flipping through, through his my notes. notes. Was it the invention? The intervention. The intervention. Yeah. Was that season three? Or was I that think season it was. two? No, I think it was season... Oh, crap. He's flipping. Ladies and gentlemen, he is flipping through those notes. The parking the, space. Oh. The keys. Oh. The trip. No. No. Nope. Too far. To go back too far. Too far. You can start from the beginning. Statue. <laughs> revenge. Heart attack. Deal. Baby shower. Chinese restaurant. The bus boy. Hmm. All right. Well, forget it. <laughs> no, you, you're you committed to it now. Now we got to... <laughs> it can't be season one. We can cut all this out if you nope. want. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we can cut, at least cut the dead spots. Yeah, I always cut to us finding it right away. Like, here oh, it is. Really? That took no time at all. <laughs> the Pez dispenser. But <laughs> why did I want to know? We're back after like five <laughs> minutes of searching. <laughs> but why did I even want to know in the first place? <laughs> I don't remember. What were we even saying about it? So we were saying that, oh, that it was uh, just that we saw a shot of Trump Tower when oh, he Oh, that's right. And that's the where meeting. the meeting took place the yeah. first time. You're yeah. right. Yep. Uh, and the wow, that was it. totally worth it. That was it, but at least, but it came up already. Season four, season three, episode fourteen from one fifteen ninety two, the Pez dispenser. Yeah, so and, and I believe we had a shot of Trump Tower there, although I didn't even write it down, so maybe we didn't. But I could have sworn this. <laughs> I think we did. I could have sworn this wasn't the first time we've seen Trump Tower. But uh, Tia is in a meeting with Calvin Klein. Uh, I guess we're led to presume. Um, and then Kramer comes in. He's like, well, you hear him in, in a commotion with somebody outside who's trying to stop him from entering Calvin Klein's yeah. office. Uh, and he's like, no, I just want to see Calvin Klein. <laughs> and so he comes in and he goes, Calvin Klein. Uh, yeah, you know. Is this Calvin Klein? It is not Calvin Klein. Oh, okay. As long as we're bringing it up, I thought it was Calvin Klein. <laughs> but it is an actor named Nicholas Horman uh, playing Calvin Klein. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love that they were just like, this is Calvin Klein. We're getting a guy to play Calvin and no one's going to know. No one's going to no know. Because no one knows really what he looks like. Yeah. Uh, that's I didn't know what, I, what he looked like. That's what I thought he looked like. And so uh, they totally fooled me until I just found out right before we started recording uh, that that's not Calvin Klein. It's an actor. But so he's like, but Calvin Klein knows him. He's like, oh, yes, Kramer. Uh, <laughs> he's, so he's kind of been expect, expect, expecting him. And he kind of asked Tia for the room, you know, and Tia, when she exits, runs into Jerry in the lobby and he can't convince Tia that it wasn't a pick. Right. And she she's super uncomfortable yeah, in this yeah. scene. Like she's she's looking for the exit. She's like looking over <laughs> yeah. both Jerry's shoulders, like looking for help, looking for a way out of talking to Jerry. Yeah. And and not wanting to admit, you know, admit that that's why she hasn't called him back. She goes, yeah. "Oh, I've been busy." You yeah. know, uh, but I'll talk to you later, you know. Yeah, trying to make an exit. Uh, meanwhile, Calvin Klein is buttering up Kramer. I mean, he's like, look at you, you're, you're lithe, you're, you're thin, but you're muscular. And meanwhile, Kramer is, wants to lay into him, but he just keeps getting buttered up and, and agreeing with it. I like Kramer going, well, oh, yeah, look at, yeah, of course, look at me. Um, in Elaine's office, Fred is standing there, and he's upset with the Christmas card. And in the meantime, Elaine's sister, Gail, calls. Uh, I guess the same sister that she just went to see in St. Louis. May- maybe, maybe she has multiple sisters. Yeah, I just heard <laughs> Elaine's sister, Gail question mark <laughs> yeah, yeah sure why not she we but, had a sister reference yeah, in the last episode but, might be the same one but her nephew yeah, the saw the christmas nephew. card <laughs> yeah and th- this was this was really good because uh she's like look I- i'm sorry i didn't notice 
Okay, well, check under his mattress. It's got to be somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, did, did you hear, like, Fred, like, asking her, like, how this happened? Yeah. And she's like, oh, I must have missed a button. And Fred's just like, well, I don't see how you can miss a button like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, just really shaming <laughs> oh. her. Just, like, really laying into her for how dare she show off her breasts. Yeah, yeah. Even like, by accident. Like, like, go like, to hell. Yeah. Jesus. Um, but, well, yeah. And, and then, in the meantime, someone walks in and goes, hey, Nip, are you done with that manuscript? Or can I bring it home? <laughs> Uh, and uh, Wikipedia says this is Larry David. No, it's not. I didn't think so either. No, it's I not. I think I recognize Larry David. Hey, this we, is some young guy. This is yeah. some young guy. I agree, but on Wikipedia it says, uh, in a scene where Elaine is at work discussing the picture with Fred, Larry David makes a brief cameo appearance as an office worker, leaning into Elaine's office, asking if she's done with the manuscript while addressing her as Nip. I really don't it think it's Larry David. It is not Larry David. No, I would have recognized... And that is why you can't cite Wikipedia for a paper in right, school. Right, right, yeah. You have to cite the source that that comes from. I'm going to go citation needed on that right after this. <laughs> You're going to see citation needed. Uh, and I'm going to need to go... Because uh, I'm going to go back and look, but I think I'd recognize, A, Larry David's voice, and B... Yeah. Larry David, he ha- he's looked like Larry David for a long time. He's, Larry David has looked like Larry David since he was a teenager, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, even when, even in the 90s, like <laughs> he was already kind of going bald. His, his dark hair was turning that whitish gray that we know him with now. He always wore the same kind of glasses. Yeah. We've seen him in... And he in, sounds the same. Yeah. Like he sounded the same yes. his whole career. Yeah. So I this really didn't don't... sound like Larry I David I really don't either. think it is either. Um, but then we are in Susan's, well, we're not in Susan's apartment, but we're, we're, we're in her building, her building. and th- yeah. this was incredible. There's no dialogue in this yeah. entire scene, but they just cut to the building and you just see Susan leading George up the stairs yeah. and his expression is changing with every step that he takes. He's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, 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 yeah. no, oh, Meanwhile, Elaine is, uh, Elaine, um, um, Susan is content you know yeah. she's like ah oh, this is good yeah. you know yeah and he's he he earlier we didn't mention this line but he, jerry says you said walking up to her apartment was like walking to a cell that's right like that. yeah. yeah so it's that same he's got that same sinking feeling going up to her apartment uh back at calvin klein kramer emerges from there so calvin is talking to two um yes men well one yes man one yes woman two, yeah two executives yeah, i'm guessing yeah, two other two but fellow executives comes in only underwear. Yeah. Well, underwear, socks, and sneakers. Not just... I, I said loafers with white socks. Oh, okay, yeah. Because they're dark shoes, yeah, so I, I'm guessing that Kramer wears, like, classic yeah. loafers, but white socks, too, which look awful. And he's wearing <laughs> the classic Calvin Klein tidy whitey. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but they say, like, he's athletic without a sense of self-consciousness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then he leans against the wall and just falls. Yeah, yeah. And, the, yeah, the, his the Calvin Klein syncophants love it. Um, and it, w- w- I love this line... You've done it again, CK. <laughs> um, by the way, Kramer in this shot was not made for HD, I have to say. No. You could see a lot more than you could back in 92, I have a feeling. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I saw... I, I, I wasn't... Look, could you see the outline? I saw outline. Really? I saw outline. I saw jiggling. Yeah, really? I, saw, I, I yeah. wasn't paying that much attention. I'll, I was, I'll admit. I was trying to. I was like, I, I just, you know, you're just drawn to it, you know, like David Bowie in Labyrinth. It's like, it's just the star of the show at that point. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> At Calvin Klein's elevators, T is waiting for the elevator, and George, uh, Jerry's still pleading his case, mm-hmm. but it's gone from him trying to win her back to knowing it's over. 
And, yeah. and instead, standing up for the rights of the pickers. Yeah, and this is the second like episode in a row with a really weird monologue right. for some reason. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I didn't know what Jerry was doing here. I didn't know like what monologue, like if he was quoting something. It sounded like he wasn't just making something up. It sounded like he was quoting a monologue. He quotes two things that I know of. So he's like, if I was picking, so what? You know, um, and he says at one point, uh, you know, um, I'm a, I'm human. If we pick, do we not bleed or something like that? And then yeah. <laughs> the door closes and he says, I am not an animal. So I think the line is, okay. if you prick us, do we not bleed? And I think it's Shakespearean. I don't okay. know from exactly what play it's from. <laughs> you mean but you don't have all of the uh, bard's uh, works? A, a library memorized. of Shakespeare knowledge? <laughs> yeah, no, not that much. But I do know, you know, if, it's, if we... So he, it's kind of funny because, you know, prick rhymes with pick. And if yeah. we prick us, do we not bleed? So, But then I am not an animal is from The Elephant Man. I okay. think I think that's what he was quoting there, um, <laughs> the story of John Merrick. Uh, and so Elaine, meanwhile, is in the same style of speech towards Fred, and she says, uh, "You know, I, I didn't expose it, it, my, you know, I didn't expose me, but it exposed you." Yeah, for um, I have seen the nipple on yeah, your soul, which is another, I believe, Shakespearean line. Not nipple, of course, but I've seen the. <laughs> you something. mean Shakespeare didn't say nipple? No, I've seen the nipple <laughs> on your soul. Yeah, no, but it's something like that. It's mm-hmm. something I've seen the blank on your soul. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but that's another Shakespearean line, I think. <laughs> but anyway, maybe we should look. We'll, we'll try to look those up uh, next week too. Uh, cut to monks and George explaining to Jerry and Elaine. You know, I'm sitting in Susan's apartment. I'm like, now how do I get out of this? Because he, he begged for her back, and yeah. it worked. And now he's like, and then it hits me like a bolt of lightning. The pick. <laughs> and Jerry and Elaine are like, the pick? Yeah. Uh, and he's like, she comes out of the bathroom. I'm in up to my wrist. Yeah, which was <laughs> great, great line. Because I'm just picturing him just like oh, fisting yeah. his face. Digging for gold. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Kramer comes in uh, with the Calvin Klein ad. It's out. And Elaine goes... Well, hang on a second. I think I see your fade out episode uh. over. Yeah, yeah. So something was exposed on Kramer, uh, and we get one more little stand-up bit. And I thought this was funny about how much human bo- how much the maintenance the human body requires. Uh, and he was like, "If it was a car, you wouldn't buy it. There's too no. much upkeep." Uh, yeah, know? absolutely. <laughs> Uh, and if I have to like wash my car like once, like more than once every three months, oh. I'm like over. I'm like, ugh. I hate getting oil changes. Yeah. And that's again once every three months. Yeah. I hate any sort of maintenance. Getting I, I only got to do it once every six months, baby. Oh, nice. Synthetic I, oil. That's probably what I do as well because now I have the oil gauge. Like, yeah, no true. one, do, no one's really supposed to do it every three months. No. That was just something Jiffy Lube sold to us. You know, yeah, I think three thousand so. miles. Like, what? No. I go eight. No. I go eight. I think, like, I, I think I go like between five and six. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my. Uh, you have that little oil gauge, right? Yeah. yeah that really helps yeah. out. So I'm at like 50% now. And, and I was, and, and judging by the sticker in my window, it says, come back in February. And I'm like, uh, no. no. I'm going to go when the oil gauge <laughs> tells me to, you dolt. Um, but it is, this is, it is pretty funny. And, but then I don't like this last bit where he's like, I don't understand how a woman can go in and get hot wax poured on her legs and hair ripped out by the root. And still be scared of a spider. Yeah, what did this have to do with one... What, what did one thing have to do with the I mean, the human other? body maintenance. Well, I mean, he's I right. Women do a lot more maintenance, I feel like, than men. Yeah. But that part wasn't <laughs> funny. Can, that can still be scared of a spider. No. Uh, I don't know. I, it, yeah, it did it nothing, did, yeah, nothing it was like for that, me. That, the correlation does not equal causation there. You know? Yeah, like, no. I, I didn't really care for that. So he had a great sort of closer. If you if it was a car, you wouldn't buy it. There's too much upkeep, you know, or something. <laughs> Maybe that wasn't a closing line. I don't know. But I just wish he hadn't gone to the spider place yeah. 
don't go to the spider place. Don't go to the spider place. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, <laughs> a- advice for your future. Don't go to the spider place. Uh, that's pretty much it, except yeah. this little tidbit. The original title for this episode was supposed to be The Nipple. But Larry David thought that this would be too sexually explicit for network television, so that, they nixed it before the suits could. That, and I'm glad they didn't call it the nipple, because it, it, it adds the pick as a nice B story. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't even like, I don't know if I like, well, should we do description? Uh, yeah, just you want right to do a better yeah, description? That's what I was about to okay. jump to. Well, well, we had, Elaine sends out a revealing photo of herself in Christmas cards. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that, though. I guess not. But I just wish the title and the... I don't know, it just gives away... I hate that it gives away that that that's it, what's going to happen. I, yeah, you know? I can see that. Uh, maybe we could change it to... Elaine wants to send out a Christmas card. Uh, th- there's there's a mishap. Uh, Elaine encounters a mishap whenever when she sends out Christmas cards to her family and friends. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Or, or Elaine sends out Christmas cards um, without knowing... I don't know. No, yours is probably good. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> like, you're going to say, like, without knowing her nipple is yeah, out. Yeah. Or, or yeah. without knowing something is wrong with them or something like that. But yeah. I, think you're, I think mishap the, uh, covers there, it there, as there, much as it needs to be. Yeah, there, there's a, what, what did I say? There's a mishap when Elaine sends out, or Elaine encounters a mishap when sending out Christmas cards yeah. to her friends and family. I'm fine with that. Cause Boom. Because you're like, oh, what could that be? You'd never guess a nipple if yeah. you were reading that in TV yeah, Guide. Exactly. You'd never guess a revealing. But revealing <laughs> reveals too much. All right, so uh, what do we got for homework? Uh, I wanna, I, I wanna like post in the in the episode description that side by side photo of Mike O'Malley from Guts <laughs> to Yes Dear yeah. because we we talked about that for a good couple yeah, of minutes. Yeah. We had and Mike people, O'Malley talk, and if people aren't looking at that exact photo, yeah. they're gonna just be so lost. <laughs> yeah, or um, maybe we'll tweet it out too at No Hugging. Yeah, we'll try to remember we, to do that. We can do both. Yeah. Um, I, we want to look up what Double Crunch was. Double Crunch cereal. Uh, we got a lot of homework today. Uh, I want to go back and look at this camera angle for Jerry telling Elaine that Kramer takes a good photo and see if it does look like it was shot after the fact. Um, I want to... We want to know where, um, if we prick, do we not bleed comes from. I am not an animal. Yeah, I want to see if, like, those are, like, Shakespearean, like, inspired quotes. And, uh, I've seen the nipple on your soul or whatever. Yeah. And I, I think that's it. We got, we got decent amount of homework decent for next week. Decent amount of homework. Um, but uh, is that is that everything? Yeah, I think that's it. All right. So I, I wanted to bring this up like in the in the very beginning, but like now that now that I'm born, what do mm-hmm. we do? Do we count up? Do do yeah. I do I say like how old I am now? I think so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You say <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm the, I'm, I'm one this, week old or whatever. I'm I'm one, yeah. I'm. Uh, like one one month, four days old or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now that I'm with you, know, then now that we're both walking the earth, I'll start and say I'm 13 or 12, 11, whatever it'd be at this if, point. If yeah. you want, or we can just continue counting down to your death. Oh, to my death. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to die right when Seinfeld, right when this podcast ends. I forgot. <laughs> um, I am three years away from death. Uh, three years, 12 months. All right. All right so, so next episode, we've got season four, episode 13, the movie. Original air date, January 6th, 1993. And if you're looking in TV Guide that night, you're going to see Jerry tries to coordinate two comedy appearances and a movie with friends. Guest Tom LaGrua. No idea. No, not, not, not ringing any bells? <laughs> no, not ringing. Tom LaGrua. Tom 
La Grua. No idea. <laughs> All right, Tom La Grua. That's what I like about like these guest appearances. Is just like gauging your reaction on them. Yeah, I mean, there hasn't been one. I don't think unless Stephen Tobolowsky might have gotten a uh, you know guest star and Jane Leaves, who I knew was the Virgin and was also from Fraser. Yeah. So I knew that you know I knew those two. But <laughs> Brian Doyle Murray didn't even get a friggin' guest star. Brian Doyle Murray. No. But whenever Jerry was on the Tonight Show, uh, both the guy from Cheers yeah. and the guy George from Wendt and Corbin uh, Burns Burns and they both. <laughs> God, guest stars, yeah. and you recognize those names? Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So I guess there have been some, but more often than not, it seems like they're not. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it's like special guest this person. Yeah, Tom Legru. Uh, all right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Um, so I guess that's it, right? <laughs> that's it. All right. For no hugging, no learning. I'm Tim Murphy. I'm Ted Hollowell. Be good.